I want to go. <laughs> it's like your hands are broken. But it reminds me of my friend Carl because, like, there was one move we had to do in our movement class, and it was every time he'd be like, ah, oh, we're like, <laughs> it would kill all of us because he's so coordinated. Like, he's an amazing dancer. Yeah. But, like, for whatever reason, he's like, <laughs> one thing. I was like, his hand doesn't, I'm like, your hand doesn't just turn that way. Like, for whatever reason, it's just, you don't do that. <laughs> Sometimes there's just things that, you know, flummox us. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but prefer the classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. Hey everybody, welcome to Horror Movie Survivor Guide. Yeah, I'm Terry. I'm Julia. This week we're talking about 2014's Cooties. <laughs> the title for this episode is, oh look, oh, look Carnage. Carnage. Uh, the tagline for this movie is, please don't feed the children. Aww. This film is directed uh, by Carrie Murno and Jonathan Millat and gets right into it with one of the most disgusting openings I've ever seen in a film. I was like, I'm not eating chicken anymore. So I felt I'm actually vegan now. So quite ill watching the beginning <laughs> of this film. I was like, oh wow, I feel gross right now. I don't want to watch this at all. Partly why I think my brother doesn't eat a lot of chicken. My mm-hmm. brother, when he was in high school, his high school, he went to a private school and it was a boarding school. Um and they had a chicken farm. Uh-huh. Um or chicken well like egg coop or whatever. He worked there for I think eight hours or something or something ridiculous where it was like you know, a very, very short uh-huh. work job because he was like, it's disgusting uh-huh. and made him not want to like, I thought about you because I was like, Julia's like, doesn't like eggs. No. Um, it's one of the things she doesn't like to eat. No. And I was like, I don't blame you after watching what happens to chickens sometimes in a cage situation. Yeah. So we get to uh, have a chicken's neck being wrung. Uh, we get to hear the chicken screaming. Uh, and then they just kind of like chop it up in the most disgusting chicken into McNuggets. That's a full slaughter. You're basically yeah. seeing the chicken from life to um, uh, meat nug. grinding to huh to nug, yeah. Fleischwolf meat grinding. <laughs> uh, I was like sub to nug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we get uh, the the green slime. We follow one bad nugget. Basically, yeah. you mm-hmm. see the life of these nuggets. We see one bad nugget that's got some green slime in it. It just looks like it reminds me of like when everyone freaked out about the pink slime or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's literally what nugs look like before they're nugs. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's you know it's nuggets are chicken before they're nugs. So they've got to be turned into nugs somehow. This is how it happens. Uh, so then we cut to uh, Elijah asleep in his looks like his childhood bedroom. But no, because we cut to his cute little kid picture first, I know, and it's his so it's so cute as a child. So you're like, oh. This this is your kid room because then they cut to him in this room. So that's how we know it's his, like probably his kid room. Uh, in on the radio, we do hear in the background that chickens has been recalled. He's a bad chicken. Something's going on, but he's asleep, doesn't hear it. But he's his mom comes in and it's like he's like immediately up and like I'm writing, I'm writing my book. Here I am writing my book. Like, oh, because he oh, was supposed sir. to get up to write his book early, and that's he's at home to write his book and. 
He asks his mom if what do you think? Read, read the manuscript. Loved it, loved it. And then gives the most like scathing review. No, no, no. What do you really think, mom? Yeah. And she gets truthful. Poor, poor Elijah. There's a little <laughs> thoughtful face. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. It's so fun to see him get bad news because he's such a sweet angel face baby boy mm-hmm. um, from his like mom who's trying so hard to be nice, but but it wasn't good. And like you get that it wasn't good. She's like the characters are underdeveloped. They have a problem with the plot. Like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. All of these all of these notes she has for him. She's a very harsh critic. Um, you get this too real like he wants to be a writer so bad, but he's actually just like a summer school teacher in Fort Chicken. And like, yep, oh. they live in that's the name of the town. It's Fort Chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's like trying to dictate like even the first like little bit on the tape and he can't even get like yeah. the first sentence as like, he's driving to work and he's literally rewriting and revising the whole way to work uh the boat was evil chapter one evil boat chapter one uh, boats um fishing uh no it's so like he's t- summer school teaching at the elementary school he attended himself yes. um on his way in his- i've done this have you i went back and taught right after college at a couple of the schools I went to. I taught at my, I taught English at my high school. I used to sub. How'd that feel? Um, it's super weird. Yeah. It's super weird because I I know the hallways. I knew a yeah. bunch of the teachers. I even got stopped. They're like, where's your, I was like, I'm a teacher here now. They're like, oh, okay. And like, okay. <laughs> going into the lounge, it's very surreal. But he, he, on his way in, he looks that, you know, it's kind of dazed look mm-hmm. on his face and he runs into a girl and this little girl who says, you know, he says, sorry, I didn't see her. Maybe you should take in your surroundings more. I was like, that's good final girl advice, little girl. I like the way you think. Right. You should but, take in your surroundings. But as he's walking through that schoolyard, though, we're getting cuts of like, these kids are kind of mean. Yeah. They're not nice elementary school kids anymore. These kids are like There's something wrong hardened, with you yes. know, like they are, are yelling back at their parents and are at each other. They're super rude. Some of them are just on their phones, like out in the schoolyard. They're, yeah, it's, it's not a nice school. So he comes in, he meets Vice Principal Sims, uh, who is like the, the groovy vice principal. He's got his ball chairs. His long, curly hair. And he's got to uh, take away his cell phone because there are no cell phones allowed on campus, even mm-hmm. for the teachers. No cell phone zone. I want people to actually like, you know, play on the playground and connect and, and, and be people. And yeah, they, they, they can't do that with the technology. So so his cell phone has been taken away. Never mm-hmm. a good thing. Uh, I loved the character introduction of like all of the characters in the teacher lounge and they're like little little tiny quirks and you're like, Oh, I see who all these people are. Yeah. You know, all these teachers, these are like the usual suspects, you know, the gym teacher who's, you know, obviously doesn't want to be there to teach and is, uh, has, probably was a former football guy, but has fallen from glory. You see that right away. Mm -hmm. You see the uptight lady who's like, I'm hot. Um, I have this panic button on me played up by Nassim Padrad beautifully from SNL. And she's, she's hilarious. Great. And she has this like panic button on her body because she's like, yeah, so they can't be trusted to like call the police because we can't have phones. So she has to wear this button worrying about rape. <laughs> and we meet uh, Lucy, who was played by Allison Pill, who clearly Elijah Wood and Allison Pill have had. They've had they a got connection. a history. They probably were in love at one point. You see it right in away. Um, and they're flirty. But she, uh, but Dave, Wade comes over, who is played by Rain Wilson. Who's the football coach guy. Who looks like he's having a good time, which I like about his performance a lot. And he is, uh, I love that they add that he is one of the biggest uh, Jason Patrick fans out there. I enjoy that character tip. <laughs> like, it says something about you, sir. Right. I see that. I see that. Um, and he seemed, Elijah Wood uh, walks with Allison Pill to the classrooms and says that he seemed like a bit of a dick, but uh, she, it's her boyfriend. So now that's kind of awkward. Um, so, but Clint- and I also love the intro of, um, is it Doug? He's the one. Yeah. Uh, 
he's reading a book about how to have a normal conversation. And I just went, Oh Oh. no. So I wasn't sure if he was like on the spectrum or what happened to this guy, but he doesn't know how to, he's trying to figure out how to speak with people and not say the weirdest thing, but he still doesn't do well. (laughs) So just wants to say the weirdest thing. Um, so Clint comes in, tries to be like the cool teacher, call me Clint. And immediately they, well, he writes his name on the board. And, and then when you write your name on the board and your name is Clint. Yeah. And you put that L next to that I too close. It looks like C-U-N-T and not Clint. So the kids are like, oh, we'll call you cunt. Sure. And they have the dick kids in class uh, led by Patriot, who is the biggest dick of all. This kid's name is Patriot. He was born on 9-11. That's the, 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 the rub with this one. So you get who his parents are right away and what his kind of ideology the is like. on his 18th birthday. Yeah. Uh, so, but Clint's idea for the class, what we're going to do for the class is we're going to read aloud his horror novel and you can all critique me on my novel. And this so, is the so worst sad. idea. This is like literally like... The worst idea you could ever have as a teacher. Your kids, they don't want to read your novel. No. Any more than your mom probably did. Yeah. <laughs> and they, um, and, and through part of this too, he realized his patriot was the kid who vandalized his Prius outside because mm-hmm. of basically what the stuff he's saying and how he's phrasing it. He's, and he's already not off to a good start with these kids. And patriot is teasing a little girl who looks quite sick. Uh, and is a girl who ate the infected nug in the beginning of this film. And, and she's got like, her face looks all broken out. He pulls her ponytail off. Uh, not just off. Guys. Off. Okay. Her no, head. no, no, no. It peels her skin that's holding the ponytail yeah. off. So now she's got exposed skull mm-hmm. and blood. Mm-hmm. We're about five minutes into this movie. Yeah. And we are getting some deep gore yeah, right they're, away. They're going to go for it. And so then just she goes and attacks Patriot and like bites, bites his, his face, face off and scratches Clint and then runs away. Yeah. Um, and now it just like immediately it already starts in this kind of chaos. And so, yeah. So um, Clint's going to take this little kid Patriot to the nurse's office. Super effective. Just kidding. Nurse's office always felt like there wasn't enough medical care. It's no. enough for you to like if, if you are on your period, I feel like in middle school to like go see the nurse and just like be in the office all day because you don't want to be in class but like it's not good for like real shit and uh-uh. this is real shit because this kid's face has gotten bitten off yeah and so she's trying to put the skin on going actually i think we're gonna have to go to the hospital because that looks like it it probably needs stitches mm-hmm. and he's holding his skin trying to put his skin back on his face but uh little do they know like out on the playground it's already turning into complete chaos and yeah, the kids are getting scratched and turning right away and also this is great because we get the security guard who's been outside we got a little intro of earlier as he was coming into the as clint was coming into the school he asked him hey dude you got shrooms and he's like <laughs> No, like, I, I'm not going to sell you shrooms. I'm not the shroom guy. I'm the substitute teacher. Oh, okay. You sure you don't got shrooms? But then he gets his shrooms and retires to his groovy 70s van to have a, a shroom time while the kids are in school. Yeah, it just waiting. Like a terrible idea just sitting in your van on shrooms. But, but like, what else are you going to do if you live in Fort Chicken? Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's the hot spot. That's You know what true. I mean, though? And, like, if you're the security guy, you probably chose that job. Just so you could eat shrooms during the day and then and sit in your van and sit in your van. Got so it. he's chosen the right job for this. So he takes some shrooms. And so he's seeing stuff happening on the playground, but doesn't can't really tell if it's really happening or not. Or if it's the shrooms, if he's freaking out. So mm-hmm. like he has to radio the vice principal, but it's like, ah, might be, maybe I'm sure on shrooms. Yeah. But and it then, seems like it's spreading super fast. Like all you need is to scratch and go through and like 
just gut-tastic craziness. And there's already cuts of, like, really gross stuff, too. Like, the little kid who ate the booger earlier that we'd, like, you know, stuff like that. And then, like, it's funny, too, when he took the kid to the nurse and, like, was explaining, like, oh, that kid, like, he got his face bitten off. But I kind of don't care because that kid was a dick. Like, they really don't care about these kids. No. These teachers are really kind of annoyed of these kids. So they're not really paying attention because also they are used to these kids not having phones because at the school there's no phones. So they're usually running around playing and like going crazy and aggro with each other on this playground. You get that sense already. Yes. Uh, and Vice Principal Sims immediately just gets his guts ripped out in kind of a, like a George Romero-esque zombie craziness. Uh, but Doug, our, our friend, uh, just says, oh, look, carnage. In a very, no. oh, look at that. How interesting. Uh, but, and Patriot, uh, who is, seems to be the ringleader of this zombie bunch, uh, disconnects the phone lines as well. So now there is this. Sense so the of cell being phones trapped. are out and the actual phones at the school yep. that were, you know, each classroom has a phone in it as they should, um, gets pulled out. Too. So yeah, no way to connect the outside world. The cop arrives and you're like, all right, the cops are here. This is great. No, no because he comes up to the fence and he just sees these kids. They look kind of jacked up but like not like yeah i mean he's a fort chicken cop i get that but also you see these kids and you should be like whoa something's wrong with these kids yeah and he's just like hey kids what's going on let me just put my fingers in your mouth well he's like no he doesn't put <laughs> 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 if it was that easy <laughs> he just comes up to the fence basically where they're at and the kids look hungry and he's just trying to let them know like hey it's not a big deal everything's cool like calm down but he puts his hand on that fence and as soon as he puts a hand on the fence his fingers get eaten off his hand and and he tries to top in his car. In the meantime, that little girl, ponytail po- pull-off girl, had crawled underneath the fence and find her, found her way out of the school and is hidden in the back of that cop car. So when him. he pulls away, he gets eaten before he can get too far away. So cops, not, not even going to help you a little bit. Uh, so now it's you have the teacher's pack that is like kind of together that's trying to f- versus the students. And ha- where do they go and how do they get out of there? And they end- eventually end up in the music room. Well, it's not even that crazy because the, the um, Clint and Lucy have been flirting and we're not paying attention to like any of this shit that's been going on right. outside. They're literally sitting at the teacher's lounge like, at the table like – Hadn't seen each other in years and just catching up and flirting. And literally all this has happened outside the window. If they literally had just looked and maybe not you should take in your surroundings, surroundings more. Yep. They had not looked at all. See, um, got to be observant kids. That's when we finally cut back to um, the kids, um, you know, and, and them. And then they finally, the other teachers circle back in going, holy crap, stuff is happening. That's when they start getting into it. And they, yeah, so they end up in the music room where Wade's big idea is that they're going to create a symphony of death and they're going to kill them with instruments, which is a terrible idea. But then we have this kind of finally, we know that Wade and Clint want, like Wade wants to say something and finally he's just going to say it to his face and talk about how he's a little hobbit and he can't do anything right. You're like, oh no, don't say that. He can do everything right. Because it's Elijah Wood. No, but he hasn't been doing well. No, it's kind of a fuck up. <laughs> and he's, yeah, he's, and he's not, you know, we, we get some truth later on in the movie too, but right now he's not quite there yet to share that truth of what's really going on with him. But they try to get, they build their plans and Clint, his, his plan is to like go back and get their phones out of the principal's office um, and call for help. Right. <laughs> so, which is, which is a solid plan. Which is also great. But I was like, they need to do what both really, like they need to fight out, out get out of there, but they also need to like, get communication with somebody out there but then all of a sudden clint gets looks like a 
debilitating cramp, and then they notice that he has this Band-Aid on his arm. And, oh, didn't you get scratched? So he got infected somehow. So he gets quarantined mm-hmm. in the little side office. And so now we think, and this is great, because, like, in this point of, part of the movie, like, I don't know what could happen. He could totally have it. And, like, now Elijah Wood's going to go bananas. And, like, mm-hmm. I kind of want to see that, too. Right? But he ends up just puking and, and shitting his pants and, mm-hmm. like, you know. <laughs> so he, he diaries and, and pukes and is not doing well. Not doing well. Um, Sorry, can I cut back? I just have to, I forgot to mention this one scene that I, I wrote a note about. It was that one teacher who says, follow me, I do CrossFit. <laughs> and one of the teachers, when they were trying to escape and he literally was the first person to like die. Like you never see him before or after. It's just that one line and then he's dead. It's my favorite line. It just made me chuckle to no end. So like it's the teacher that died. Like the, the kids ate him right away. Pretty much he ran the wrong direction as the other teachers got held up in that music room. So Lucy's like, hey, you guys, good ideas, both of you but we should do, I have my own idea. Let's do, um, let's try to signal, um, the parents at 3 PM. We're going to wait, hold up in here. We'll find a spot towards the top of the school or to the roof or something and signal the parents and let them know that they should not pick up the kids and get help. So they go out there at 3 PM. Once, like, once we realize that um, Elijah Wood's actually probably going to be okay because he just pukes and he's not turned, though. Right. And there's this playground of horror sequence. There's, like, kids jumping ropes with intestines and, like, a tetherball with a head. And just this- and one kid just playing with an arm that's, like, just off a body. Just, like, oh, I got to, like, I got to play sword. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, well, the first mom comes up just to, to pick up her kid, but she's and there's a baby in the back seat, uh, but she's got her uh, earbuds in, d- talking on the phone, not hearing anything. And she's not that noticing. mom. She's distracted mom. She's like, oh my god, because it's routine. She's not thinking, and she's not looking again. A parent not taking surroundings, not taking the surroundings because you're in your routine as you're picking up your kid from school. Blah 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 blah. On the phone with her friend. Oh my god, I'm the one who knows everything about this school. She's the PTA president. She's that like Barbie mom. Too. Mm-hmm. She has like the perfect bod, got the cute kid and back. First one there. I run this place. Like that's what she's talking about. Nope. Her nope. little boy is waiting there, staring her down mm-hmm. and gets in the car and eats that baby. Yeah. <laughs> gets in and eats the baby and then devours her and she's gone as the staff is frantically waving and waving and, and waving and no, she no. never looked up. <laughs> We're like, well, that plan didn't go very well. What do we got? And they run in the end up with one kid who's a stowaway. She's makes it out of from the other kids up to the adults mm-hmm. and she hasn't turned. So they're like, OK, come with us. You're safe with us. They have one other little boy, little Calvin, cute Calvin and mm-hmm. then this other little girl now. Uh, and so uh, Wade is able to kill uh, one of the kids, the blonde kid, uh, and they go into the auditorium and he ends up with a fire extinguisher and bashes, the bashes his head in real bad with a fire extinguisher mm-hmm. um, and says, why is with the blood black? And Doug's like, I'll dissect him. And you're like, oh, my, sir. He's just like right in there. Well, this is Doug you again. Who need it. you need this guy? He's the one who doesn't know what to say in a conversation, but he is the one who will figure out the science, you yes. know. And he's that teacher for who sure. Is like, I will cut up this child with no qualms, and yeah. I will see what's wrong with him. Yep. And so he's going to figure out why the blood's black and why things are changing now. Uh, so, meanwhile, our, our crossing guard still on shrooms. Now, uh, giraffe is also in the car in the car with him. Are you on shrooms too? <laughs> uh, yes, sir. It's brilliant, and this is the—he's so good. <laughs> and it's great that you had the cut for something so goofy like that to this like real moment uh-huh. with Wade, where he reveals like I was—I bought a ring and I was going to propose, but then I saw you with Clint, and now I don't know. And like, what are you doing? I thought it was us, and now it's not us. And yeah, Wade and Lucy and have like, a moment crying. 
And then go fuck yourself. <laughs> You're like, oh, sir. Rain Wilson bringing it in with the vulnerability. Yeah. You know what I mean? Though that's what I think he's so good at. Is his he's obviously we know he's a, a brilliant comedic actor, but to have that little vulnerability with it is yeah. what makes him so sure, good. Because I don't want to see him cry. Please no. don't cry. But then he's crying, and you're like, you oh, it's the saddest see, thing ever. You just want to see him have fun and like just Such enjoy a himself. Cute smile. Yeah. Uh, so we get the dissection, and we find out that the brain is black. Yep. Uh, Doug has a theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you only uh, the virus is a virus and it can only be contracted by people who have not gone through puberty, puberty yet so that's why the adults are okay yep that's and also news. why this girl that they had with them who was this who didn't turn they were like has she had her menses and he's using all these like technical terms and the other lady's like has she have you had your period and she's like uh and she doesn't want to say and he's like she's got her boobs she's got a training bra she's fine okay <laughs> like <laughs> moving on and that was in one of doug's students and they were this one of my favorite lines too was like why is it always the creepy teacher who teaches sex ed yeah it killed me we had the i had the uh the mormon mom of six that taught sex ed that may be maybe even more awkward oh my dad used to teach sex ed in the 70s and there's a picture of him that i just treasure to this day of my dad with his 70s like stash yeah and like a sperm on the chalkboard behind him and to this day i'm just like oh i'm sure that class was terrible i'm sorry sorry dad uh at this late point in the movie hitachi the janitor suddenly shows up who has been here the whole time because they end up down like in the boiler room as they're trying to fight their way through the school they they hear these sounds and they end up down there in this boiler room where he lives yeah he lives in the school but they're also trying to figure out because calvin's passing out because he's got diabetes and they realize they need to get him some sugar so, so now they have this extra added thing of now we have to also save this kid. What are we going to do? Like, let's go through the air ducts to go to the teacher's lounge. Because that's where there's a candy bar and the snack machine. And the cell phones and then come back. And who's small enough to fit into an air duct? A, a hobbit size. Hobbit, like Elisha Wood. Friend. And his little face is like, no, no, I'm not a hero. It's not me. I'm not the brave one. He's like, like, I like Apple products. Like, it's, I love it. <laughs> the little nerdy, the reluctant hero, yeah, right? But super he's, reluctant he's hero. He's got to get in there. Um, and then Lucy finally breaks. And she's been sweet as pie this entire time and has finally had too much and gives everybody this big speech about how she hates every single one of them. And she's going to go in the ducks whether they like it or not. So they go to the teacher's lounge. They get the candy bar. But he's just like, they're not like breaking the front of it and trying to like grab a bunch. He's just like, I'm going to put a dollar. No, he's like, I need a dollar. Well, they're also trying not to make too much sound because those crazy zombie children are around so they could come around at any time. And there's one And there's one that is lurking that he ends up having to hide in the corner um, while Lucy is because the um, phones are not in the teacher's office or in the principal's office. So she's got to crawl up in the ducks and get to the principal's office. So she does that while um, Clint is getting the candy bar. So they're split for a second. I wanted him to push it over on the girl on the tricycle. Push over the candy machine. I don't think he could have. No. <laughs> too little. I think he was too little to do it. But he does get it finally after uh, much. Uh, we do get the candy much, bar out. Much to do with getting that dollar to work. You know, it's like when that dollar never works and yes. it's like the wrong direction or it's too, too crumpled, crumpled or something. The corner's all fucked up. Yep. Uh, but Lucy finds out that all the phones are broken. So that plan is shot. So what and are you going to do now? Grabs like one that looks like it might. And then they, they crawl back into the ducks. But then a couple of those zombie kids are right behind them in the ducks. So, so they have like a duct duck chase duck duck chase uh and i love that one of the teachers uh, says why do they pound what does all the pounding accomplish like yeah that's a good question like with the zombies you're like oh the pounding we get you mm-hmm. um but we finally uh clint finally gives his his moment of truth this is confession 
where he talks about how he's he did go to New York, become this big writer, but he was actually just teaching, so he wasn't the big cool guy everybody thought he was. Uh-uh, he was literally doing the same thing. But teachers deserve respect. Yeah, and that's what that's what they get to through this movie is like uh, teachers totally deserve respect. And we do get a little kissing between Lucy and Clint, but then they stop. then they stop because they realize like no, they they shouldn't right now. Um, and then we also have like everyone else. This is when everyone starts breaking around too. Like Tracy, who's played by Jack McBrayer, who I love so much, <laughs> is like, ah, and he freaks out. And he has Doug who like slaps him, even though he's calmed down. Because yeah. Doug doesn't get social cues at all. And he just, he's the one who's been like, keep quiet. It's like Nobody's someone who's talking. No one's talking. Um, who I just, I adore him. So then Lucy uh, and Clint come up with a plan that maybe they could give kids a bunch of drugs and they'll gobble them up and pass out or OD, either one's fine. Yeah. So they find like all the kids like medications, like their Adderall and all the things that the kids are on these days. Just throw it out the <laughs> door. It's about like candy and the kids go, the kids go for it. They're yeah. Like, and then are passed out mm-hmm. from the drugs. And so now they decide, uh, wait till they need to have a suiting up montage and a suiting up montage we get. Um, even through Hitachi, everybody is there getting ready um, and to go out and fight their way to the truck, the big yep. truck, the Wade. Red oh. truck, red Wade's big, big ass red truck. Uh, we get a Hitachi Kung Fu. Uh, he just kind of, I love that he comes in like almost halfway through this film and is just like, hey, I'm going to come here and do some Kung Fu now. I'm just here to be badass like, and cool. kick ass. Um, but Wade's going to, as they're going out there, Wade does the that the noble sacrifice of like, take care of her, man throws Clint the keys and is just like going to hold him off. And you're like, no, no, wait. Yeah. Um, and they're driving away in the truck, but like, where are they going, first of all? And also they're running out of gas. Yeah, it's not good. So this is great because this movie up until now has been contained almost entirely at this school, but now it's continuing. And I'm like, oh, where are they going? Like, I have no idea where they're going now. This is a whole different movie now. Yeah. And uh, But Patriot, fucking Patriot. That kid had stowed away on and the figured, roof, on the roof of their, of the truck. Cause he had heard them with their making their plan earlier and had taken note and was able to have at least a little bit of wherewithal to f- figure out how to get over there. So they have to shake him off the top of the truck as they're driving down the street, they knock him off. And then he's still pops back up with no face. Pretty much his jaw is yeah, like off in the bottom half of his face, hanging off of his face and he pops back up. And then Clint gets to get him. Yeah, he turns around with with the very graffiti that he had vandalized his car with in the beginning of this movie. Eat a cock. And so he's like, how'd you like eat a cock? Because Clint's got this big cock on the back of his. um, Wade does. I'm sorry, Wade on the back of his truck. And they impale him in the face with a cock. It's pretty good. Um, and now they run, but they end up running out of gas in Danville, fucking Danville, which is like I, the next town over. Which and it's they so all great. Hate. We don't ever find out why, but it's just because you always hate the next town over. I feel like you do, right? For no reason. It's like crosstown rival, or yeah. just like it's like ah, uh, we live in Fort Chicken, but at least it's not Danville. Do you right. know what I mean? I feel like that's what it is. You're for always them. trying to make yourself feel a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, but they find out that it is a, a pandemic. That it is all over and the kids Because they see these TVs like in front of this like store and they're like, oh no, it's like Ohio, Pennsylvania. It's literally everywhere. All all these places that got the bad chicken. Uh, But then they, so they start to get chased by the kids and end up running into a random door, which happens to be where all the nugs are. So it's this birthday party place. Like it looks like a a Chuck E. Cheese or something. Mm -hmm. One of those kind of like kid play places. And they can barely see because it's kind of dark in the room that they're at and they're using like, like flashlights and stuff. This is one of my favorite scenes though that they hop into next is where we find out Wade has actually made it through yeah. 
And he's got these kids trapped in this like play place. It's, I called it like Kid Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's basically what it looks like. Because it's like all like a big plasticky play place where the like, kids are like trapped inside. Hanging and he's got off them and screaming. Yeah. And he's got them all trapped and they're screaming and rumbling. And, and like, he's got ah. like a super soaker that he keeps shooting them with. You're like, mm-hmm. what are you doing, man? That is totally ineffective. But it's not full of water, full of gas. Yep. Uh, and then just light that sucker up and drive away. And I, let's give a shout out to the gentleman at the very, very tail end of this movie, full body burn yep, running, running down out. the street. I was like, wow, look at him go. Stuntman on f- full body burn. It's We salute you. This we movie was you. so much fun. And mm-hmm. so uh, I couldn't tell where it would go next. It could, Not at all. It could kind of but, go anywhere. And I I think I ha- I'm pleased with what it where it went. And I loved all of the characters. And that's the most important thing, right? In a horror movie. Yeah, you like you enjoy everybody. Like I, what, I was rooting for them. Like mm-hmm. I wanted them to get out of there. And we get a little post credit sc- scene at the end too with Hitachi, the end of the credits. Um, because earlier, like right at the end of the, the suit up scene, Wade is like giving this full speech because he used to be a football guy. So, you know, he's got like the like game day speech or going in. Hitachi had tried to share this story about like this caterpillar and frog. And he was like, oh, no, no, it's too long. We got to start running. Like, we got to get out of here <laughs> and get away from these kids and like do our our, our, our final exit. Um, and Hitachi finally gets to finish his story at the end of the credits. So, so we get it. We yeah, get the whole circle. Yeah, we get the full circle. So I was really happy because I wanted a little bit more of him because I was like, damn it. I was like, don't make it like a stereotype that he just is, is like a freaking martial artist expert right i was like i want more from him so that was my only thing that i had i was like oh okay thank god something else from him and such a cool thing that specter vision elijah Woods company is putting out you know like producing and putting out kind of off the wall horror films like i the stuff they've put out is amazing um i saw a poster at the town in danville for uh, girl walks at home alone home night so it's like they're giving a little shout out to their own stuff um such a fun film, and uh, I will watch Elijah Wood uh, do pretty much anything because yeah, he's yeah. amazing, and I love his face. Yeah, Gore Factor. Mm-hmm. One, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood, and five is run for the barf bag. Cooties is definitely a five. Full five. Just run from that girl's ponytail being pulled off the side of her head for the first opening thing. credits, man. Oh, the opening credits of the chickens being slaughtered alone yeah. is a lot. Wow. It's a lot. Um, and just, I mean, a kid jump roping with uh, intestines. Mm-hmm. Also, I think uh, we'll, we'll go for that. I like it. Yeah. It's pretty insane. And then the, the, the head as as, as the a tetherball. Ball. I mean, it, it's anyway, as I giggle. Um, next, we have movie ratings. Zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate, two barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastical. Um, I gave this one a four. I loved it. I thought it was not too shabby at all. I gave uh, it a four as well. Yeah. I am right there with you. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Loved the performances. And, uh, you know, uh, disgusting viruses, always fun. Honestly, yeah. And especially, you know, dealing with these kids, it reminded me a little mom and dad, like in mm-hmm. reverse, you know, like of like the kids coming back instead of the parents and yeah. stuff like that, like kind of zombie-ish and figuring out what's going to happen and how do you survive that. And you could totally do a sequel too, because they're like, where do they go now? Like they're off on that, like yeah, in that pandemic. van. They're in the in the groovy van with yeah. the, with the security guys. They as they drive away. Who knows? I'll watch that sequel. I want to see what happens with that van. Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> right? Uh, so next, we're, uh, the next uh, couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a round of horror musicals yes. because we love horror movies and we love musicals. Put them together, and it's delicious. We are starting nom, out nom, with nom, 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 the nom. scrumptious uh, Brian Palma's Phantom of the Paradise. Yes, scrumptious, scrumptious, Have you seen this movie? I feel like I. 
I feel like I might have. With me? I think I saw it with mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. is what I think. Wow. Um, but I'm happy to revisit and talk about it with you. Yes. And like dive into it. Horror musicals, man. Let's what get a into great, it. Great subgenre. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to us talking about cooties. Uh, we would love to hear from you on all of our social media. Yeah. Have you seen it? Did you check it out? Yes. How what do, do you, you think? feel about it? Where would you pitch for cooties too? Do you got cooties? <laughs> oh, that's the other thing I want to say about cooties. I totally forgot. Yeah. Do you know that in England they don't know what it is? So for our English viewers, here we are. Because I did when I was living in England, I said something about cooties once, and then there was like, what? And then I was like, oh, they're like an imaginary bug that's on you and then it makes you gross and they were like that's fucking weird and i'm like yeah i it's know it's like little kids like it's like a, it's from the playground it's i know a playground thing where but you're like an American gross, kid, you right you're like cooties oh yeah totally. and like cootie catcher that's like the little thing that tells the fortune that mm-hmm. you make you make a fold out of paper game a cootie shot like yeah. the whole bit but yeah it's just a weird american playground imaginary bug thing so do, what did they call this in england do they have a different name for it we should find out no it could still be cooties they just wouldn't get what a cootie was they just wouldn't understand it uh cooties there you are <laughs> That's so funny. All regional things. Oh, America. Oh, America. Uh, So we will see you uh, next week for Family of the Paradise. All right. Bye.